your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Just win. You're a win as a Raider. Pillaging just for fun. He'll knock you round and upside down and laugh when he's conquered and won. What's up, Raider Nation? Welcome into Monday's edition of the Locked On Raiders podcast, July 26, 2021. Just about on the eve of the Raiders showing up for training camp, the players will report on uh, on Tuesday. Very excited about that. John Gruden will have his first press conference a little bit later on on Tuesday afternoon. Uh, very, very excited about that. That means that we have officially made it all the way through the offseason. Now, I don't know if you saw on Twitter, the Raiders put out over the weekend. Matter of fact, I believe it was on Saturday. Maybe it was on Sunday. It was one of the two days over the weekend. Everything kind of goes in a blur. There's so much going on. But the quarterback and the rookies actually reported to camp over the weekend. So they're already there at the training camp and facility, but the veterans, they all show up. The players start reporting on Tuesday, and then practice officially begins on Wednesday. So we got a lot to get to. We're going to have a lot to get to each and every day. Very excited about that. So let's jump right into it. Coming up in segment number three of today's show, your calls and texts straight off that Lockdown Raider podcast. Voicemail line 707-654-4693. Segment number two, very excited about segment number two. Uh, you'll hear from Josh Jake. He was a member of the Raiders, uh, Team Marcus Allen, that played in the Battle for Vegas versus the Golden Knights on Saturday at Las Vegas Ballpark. Really fun time. Uh, he had, uh, at the batting practice on Friday, he was one of the guys, one of the Raiders that were made available. And I'll tell you, Raider Nation, there was not very many players made available. I thought there was going to be the whole lineup. Really, it was only Josh Jacobs and then Henry Ruggs, but then Henry Ruggs didn't even show up to the media availability. So it was only Josh Jacobs, and it was really only a group session. But it was cool. I mean, it is what it is. Uh, so I had a couple minutes with Josh Jacobs, so you'll hear that media session about three minutes long in segment number two and then very blessed on Saturday evening and if you follow me on social media on Twitter at your boy Q254 you already saw the picture but I was able to uh, hang out with the violator Gorilla Rilla and Senor Raider. All three of them were at the Las Vegas ballpark on Saturday evening watching the battle for Vegas. And it was so funny watching them walk in. All of a sudden, I saw the Violator and I said, hey, Violator, what up, man? It's Q. And Gorilla Rilla said, oh, Q, what's up? And so we all started kind of talking and chopping it up. They went to another section. I went to another section with the wife and our daughter. And then we just were like, boom. Uh, at the end of the game, we went and uh, we went and hung out with them. So I had a few minutes to catch up and talk and get their thoughts. So you'll hear that interview coming up in segment Number two as well, myself, the Violator, also Gorilla Rilla, and Senor Raider. All that's coming up in segment number two. Here in segment number one, just want to give you the news and the notes, uh, everything I collected over the weekend. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. And on Sunday evening, matter of fact, the Raiders sent out an email. I think it was afternoon, to tell you the truth. Uh, Sunday afternoon, the Raiders sent out an email about pre-camp transactions. And that always happens, right? There's always some kind of transactions that happen right before training camp opens up. And the Raiders did make some moves. So let me go ahead and let you know what happened. The Raiders placed two players on the active, physically unable to perform list, and those two players are Divine Diablo, linebacker out of Virginia Tech. Of course, he just signed his rookie contract, matter of fact, on Friday. Oh, that's another thing. I didn't talk about it on Friday because it wasn't official like a referee's whistle yet, but all the Raiders' rookie class is 100% signed, sealed, and delivered. Divine Diablo and Malcolm Koontz both signed their contracts on Friday afternoon. I tweeted out the official statement from the Raiders, the email that they sent. I like to tweet those out all the time to let you know it's official. So every one of the rookie 
rookies are signed and sealed and delivered. So there was no reason to cons- get concerned. But as you know, camp got closer and closer. I know a f- few Raider Nation were thinking, why aren't these guys signed? Well, they are. They're all signed, sealed, and delivered. Now, back to Divine Diablo. He is on the active, physically unable to perform list. Again, that goes back to member OTAs when John Gruden said, hey, you know, we have a little bit of concern about him. What I heard from Vinny is it has to do a little bit of a knee issue, but I'm not sure what it is. They do expect him. He performed in the OTAs for the most part. They do expect him to be back available at some time. So it's not, it doesn't sound like it's a Tanner Muse situation where he's going to basically have a whole red shirt year, but you never know how these situations escalate. So as of right now, Devon Diablo is on the active, physically unable to perform list, as well as Isaiah Johnson, third year defensive back out of Houston. And that was really disappointing because it seems like every single year Isaiah Johnson is starting off training camp uh, on the physically unable to perform list. And then he's always hurt, banged up, going back to his rookie year where he, you know, messed up his face. He, he got a concussion. Uh, he had, I mean, just all kind of things went on, man. It's not, I don't want to say he broke his face, but he has some serious issues that happened in a preseason game his rookie year. He just seems like he's always banged up. So those are the two guys on the active physically unable to perform list, but that's not all. The Raiders also placed a player on the non-football illness list, and that was Devery Hamilton, the tackle out of Duke. He's a rookie, 6'6", 311 pounds. Um, I'm not too sure what that is about, and a lot of people will say, well, is it COVID? I don't think so, because they would usually say the health and safety protocol. That's when they when they say health and safety protocol, that always means COVID, so I'm not sure what his issue is, but he's on the non-football illness list. And then one more player, and this one was kind of disappointed, the Raiders placed Darius Steeles, defensive tackle out of West Virginia, the guy I'm very excited about the rookie they put him on the non-football injury list that was kind of concerning because again he's a guy that I'm very high on I don't know if he's going to get any burn this year I don't know what he's going to do if he's going to make the practice squad I do think he's going to be a factor at some point for the Raiders I think they got a sneaky good player in him Uh, they just got to figure out a way to develop him he might need to put on a little bit more weight either way you look at it he's got some work to do but I think he's going to be a player for the team but right now on the non-football injury list but he did take to Twitter and said hey I'm gonna be good y'all don't worry 100 and then I hit him up and I was trying to get I want to get an interview session with him and so I hit him up on Twitter and said hey give me a shoot me a DM when you get a chance so he hit me up and we talked back and forth about, you know, doing an interview, covering him in the Big 12 like I did when he was at West Virginia. So he was cool about that. So I said, hey, I know you said on Twitter that you're going to be good. Uh, are you do you have a date that you plan on uh, participating in training camp? And he said, well, I'm not going to speak on that. And this is the exact quote from him. I'm not going to speak on that, but just know I'm going to be good and 100 percent for training camp. So that made me feel a whole lot better. So Darius Steele's defensive tackle out of West Virginia, even though he's on the non-football injury list, should be good to go sooner rather than later. I also want to give you an update about Mad Max Crosby. He put out on Twitter that uh, dreams come true. Blessed to join the Nike family. Hashtag just do it. Check. Uh, Max Crosby is now a member of Nike. So he's uh, he's being endorsed by them. Uh, that's awesome. We all know that Nike is the cream of the crop. And so Max Crosby being a member of Nike and getting uh, endorsed by Nike now is really cool. So he's excited about that. And I know I quote tweeted it and said, hey, Mad Max is now a member of Nike. And all of a sudden he started following me on Twitter. So there you go. I mean, that's all you got to do, I guess. Give a little bit of love and uh, you get followed on Twitter. But thought that was cool because Max Crosby is one of those uh, favorites of Raider Nation. And so to see him be a part of Nike now, uh, just another another sign how, how, how much he's respected around the National Football League. Speaking of Mad Max Crosby, he was part of the team for the Battle for Vegas, the Raiders versus Golden Knights, and they won that game 25-16. to I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, I know people were hitting me up asking if there was streaming or if it was on TV. It was not. You, know, you just had to be there or follow along on Twitter, how 
was going along. There was a lot of errors in that game by the Golden Knights, and there was a lot of errors by the Raiders as well. A lot of pop-ups that, that dropped and, you know, a lot of balls that got underneath guys' legs. And, look, these guys play hockey and football. They don't play softball. But it was entertaining. It was for charity. Really good cause. I believe that uh, they made over $160,000 for charity. They sold out the stadium. Las Vegas ballpark was packed to the gills. Alec Ingold, I don't know if he was officially named the MVP, but he had to be the MVP, man. He had two home runs, including a grand slam. So he was one of the dudes. And there was about four or five guys that could really play softball. He was definitely one of them. But two home runs for Alec Ingold. Thought that was really cool. Tried to get him to be a guest on the show today on uh, Raider Nation Radio 920. And uh, he said he's spending the last day before training camp with his family. So he wasn't able to do that. And that's okay. I respect that. You know, they got the long summer grind coming up now at training camp. So definitely respect that from Alec Ingold. Also ran into the Violator, Senor Raider, and Gorilla Rilla. Uh, they were all in the building there as well at uh, Las Vegas Ballpark watching that game, and you'll hear them coming up in segment number two, but it was nice to see them out there and all the fans that went out there and decided they wanted to take pictures with them, and you know, just for them to get that love, I thought that that was a pretty cool deal as well. So, uh, yeah, the Raiders won the battle for Vegas over the Golden Knights, 25-16. They've been doing this now two years, 2019, the Raiders won. 2020, they didn't have it because of COVID, and then this year they won. So the Raiders are 2-0 over the Golden Knights, but I will say this, and you'll hear it in the interview that I, I said with uh, Violator, Senor Raider, and Gorilla Rilla. The Golden Knight crowd was thick, man. That Golden Knight crowd was major. They were out there. They were loud and proud. And again, man, that's Vegas's own. That, that was their team. They were born in Vegas. The Golden Knights were born in, in, in Vegas. They are Vegas's team. And so all the fans that were out there and, and representing for, for them, they were loud and proud. And so the Raiders got some work to do to, to get that big-time crowd. But I do think it's going to happen, obviously. Uh, the Raider Nation brand is way bigger than the Golden Knights. But just the, the community in Vegas, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how quickly they come around and obviously winning will have a lot to do with that. And my final little nugget for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Today is the debut of Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Raider Nation Radio 920. Uh, so depending on what time you're listening to this, my show might be getting ready to start or it might be over already. Again, depending on what time you're listening to this, but ever since I've been in Las Vegas and on Raider Nation Radio, I've been filling in for either Vinny Bonsignor or Clay Baker in the morning or both. I've been doing a lot of fill-in work from either 4 to 6 p.m. or in the morning. Uh, now it's time for my show, Unnecessary Roughness, 2 to 4 p.m. It will be this afternoon. And on Friday, I didn't have a show. For anyone who was looking for the show on Friday, I didn't have a show because um, the Las Vegas Aviators, the AAA team, the A's AAA team, as a matter of fact, they uh, were rained out on Thursday night, and so they had to have a doubleheader on Friday. And so my show got kicked off the air, or actually all afternoon long we got kicked off the air. So I was kind of, I didn't know what to do with myself, not having a show that afternoon to do. So I was upset. I was supposed to have Mike Haynes on the show at 4.30. So that didn't happen. What did happen, though, I talked to Mike Haynes on Saturday. So you'll hear that conversation, myself and Mike Haynes. It's always great when I get to catch up with the Hall of Famer. I did that interview on Friday. I mean, on Saturday, excuse me. So you'll hear that interview later on this afternoon on Raider Nation Radio 920. Matter of fact, 2.30 Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear me one-on-one with Mike Haynes, about 25-minute conversation. Great stuff from him. So uh, look out for the debut of Unnecessary Roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920, 2 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So that's all I got for you for segment number one of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Coming up in segment number two, you're going to hear from the Violator, Gorilla Rilla, Senor Raider. You'll also hear Josh Jacobs at batting practice the session before the battle for Vegas, the charity softball game. Uh, got to talk to him. It was like a little group session, about three minutes long. And then you'll hear about a five-minute interview, me and the Violator and Gorilla Rilla and Senor Raider. All that's coming up in segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Built Bar and all the great flavors that they have to choose from. 
them right now, including German chocolate, cookies and cream, orange, strawberry, salted caramel, double chocolate, mint brownie, raspberry, cherry, barcia, and coconut. And every once in a while, they'll send you an email or on the website, you can check it out and they'll have, you know, a limited time flavor. For example, on Friday, they had carrot cake that was available on Friday and it was only a one day thing. So uh, depending on what flavor you're looking for, or maybe you just want to see another flavor, see if there is a limited time edition one, make sure you go to builtbar.com and check it out. You can get a mix box that has two of every one of those flavors I mentioned to you already. Uh, the bars are soft and easy to chew, 100% chocolate. Uh, I like them in the fridge, but you don't have to have them that way. Some people just like to eat them straight out the box. If you're a candy person, but you also want something that's very good for you, then you you hit gold. <laughs> but Built Bar got you covered because, again, it tastes like a candy bar, but it's absolutely a protein bar that is great for you. So, uh, I mean, that's that's the best that's the best of both worlds. It's also the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, which is really cool with I don't know how much of the Olympics you watched over the weekend. I watched a lot. Uh, but, yeah, that's I think that's a nice little nugget right there that Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. So go ahead and check it out, man, BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCK15 when you go to check out. You'll save 15% off your order just like that at BuiltBar.com. Segment number two, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Raider Nation, here we are. Segment number two of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Time to let you hear a little bit of go behind the scenes a little bit, I like to say. You know, peel back the curtain a little bit of what's been going on over the weekend as far as uh, Raiders go, Raider Nation goes, uh, Josh Jacobs. Really, it all has to do with the uh, Battle for Vegas charity softball game. I did think that I was going to go to the batting practice on Friday and I was going to talk to Josh Jacobs. I was going to talk to Jonathan Abram, talk to Henry Ruggs, talk to Max Crosby. I just thought I was going to talk to the whole lineup. You know, every I was going to talk to. Well, only Josh Jacobs, only Henry Ruggs and Foster Moreau actually showed up for batting practice. And the lady uh, that was kind of running everything let me know, hey, you know, they're all on their own time. So, uh, you know, whoever shows up, shows up. And whoever goes to the media session, goes to the media session. But again, they're all on their own time. So I was like, okay, cool. I respect that. But I thought there were going to be a few of the Raiders show up. Josh Jacobs and Henry Ruggs, you actually got to see them do a little bit of batting practice. Actually, you only saw Henry Ruggs do batting practice. Josh Jacobs came out for batting practice, then changed his mind. <laughs> he, he changed his mind and went back in and was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And it was just funny that he, he wasn't he wasn't about that life. And he admitted later that, hey, man, I'm not very good at softball, but I, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to try. But Henry Ruggs is really good. And Henry is. And actually, Josh told us that Henry had tried out when he was in high school for the major leagues. I mean, he had been on some kind of circuit or something where he was a really good baseball player. So you could tell Henry Ruggs knew his way around the baseball field, and uh, he was a really good player. Uh, he hit a home run in the game. I mean, you could tell he was a heck of a player. But uh, we got Josh Jacobs off to the side for a little while, and uh, we it was a group session. It was me, uh, Heidi Fang, and then there was another guy, and I hate that I don't know who it was, but Heidi Fang from the Las Vegas Review-Journal, you'll hear her ask a couple questions. I ask a couple questions about training camp, but it starts off with a reporter asked him about the NFL vaccination policy, about forfeiting games, you know, things like that, if it comes to that, uh, and then I ask him some training camp questions. But uh, here's Josh Jacobs starting off talking about what he thinks about the NFL and their vaccination policy. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to say that I'm just a big fan of that. Um, I'm a fan. I, I think that like I believe in like let, allowing people to do whatever they want to do. Like if you, it's, it's ultimately your choice if you want to do it because it's your body. Um, and I kind of feel like they're kind of forcing it on the players. Um, I mean, do I feel like people should be vaccinated? I mean, of course, but I also feel like it should be your choice. 
Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So we'll see how that plays out. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. No problem. How excited are you to have training camp around the corner and be a, a normal training camp? Kind of a normal no, training yeah. camp as opposed to what it was last season. Uh, I'm ready to honestly get back to it. I feel like this has been the longest offseason of my life. Um, and it's crazy because I've been going around training crazy this year um, and, and all them types of things. But I feel like it's been so long, you know what I'm saying? I'm just ready to get around the guys and get the camaraderie and um, try to see what this team this year will do, you know what I'm saying? Try to try to lay them, them brick layers and uh, put it all together. How exciting is it to have your uh, backfield mate and your uh, old college teammate, Kenyon Drake? Man, man, that's dope. When they asked me about him, so before we had got Ken, they, they brought me in the room and they was like, what, what's your thoughts and things like that? I'm like, man, get him. You know what I'm saying? Like any, any addition that we can add to the team, especially the, the X factor that he brings, you know what I'm saying? He's a he's uh, different type of cat. Um, just to see what he can do in, in addition to our team and what he can bring, even if they use him in a return game, too, um, it's, it's going to be huge. What, what is it that Raider fans don't know about him yet? Because they just Ken, see a running back and say, okay, we got two running backs. But the thing that people don't know about Ken, he's a big, like, um, what is that called? But what is the word? Astrology freak. Okay. Yeah, he's okay. really into like he's okay. really into yeah. to the stars and stuff okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, he's into nice. that a lot. So do your signs align? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. Um, what's it been like? It's not just about Kirby Wilson kind of like. Yeah. So what's it been like right now inside the running back room? That's a great question. Um, honestly, Kirby called me before he uh, made the decision, um, and I think he called the whole room. Uh, but he he called me. He was like, "Man, I'm talking to you because I wanted to let you know that this is the decision I'm gonna make." Um, he gave me the reasons of why he was feeling like he needed to leave. Um, and, and ultimately, man, I mean, he's been doing this for, what, like almost 20 years. I mean, he, he missed a lot of time with his family and things like that that he just wanted to get, you know what I'm saying? So as a man, I respected it. As a, as a father, I respected it. Um, so, I mean, I, I I hate to see him go because he's my favorite coach, like, almost all time, man. He's just the, the way he controls the room and the way he goes about work every day. He makes it fun. He makes it, like, he makes you want to go out there and give him everything you have. Um, so, man, I'm, I'm definitely going to miss him, man. Whoever they bring him in, I just hope it's just as half, at least half of what Kirby do, man. Um, and I think we'll be good. We got a good running back group. All of the running backs are tight. Um, we actually about to go on a running back uh, a RB dinner uh, in a couple of days before camp starts. So, yeah, it's, it's definitely been cool. Do you have the same kind of connection with Leatherwood as you do with Kenyon, being that they're both from Alabama? Uh, see, with, with, with Wood, it's a little different because Wood is a different kind of guy. Wood, he, he, he doesn't say too much. He's just one of them guys that he kind of just like comes in and he, he works and he goes about his business, you know what I'm saying? But he's definitely a cool dude. We had a connection even in college. Um, his roommate, Jed, they stay right across the hall from me in the dorms and stuff. So we always been kind of close. Yeah. So there was Josh Jacobs right there. And I, I like the little breakdowns that he gave, you know, talking about the vaccination rule. Not a big fan of it. Say, so, hey, you know, I think that the, they should allow the players to make their own decisions. But uh, that was really it. He didn't go into too much of detail. But love what he said about Kenyon Drake, how he really wanted them to push to go get Kenyon Drake. And that was a big deal. And that that's his guy. And, and all, you know, the X factor that he brings to the table. Uh, something to pay attention to as training camp opens up. Then you hear him talk about Kirby Wilson, his old running back coach, who earlier this offseason announced that he retired. Matter of fact, just a couple weeks ago announced that he was retiring and that that was almost his favorite coach ever and think about where he's played at you know what I mean he played he played at Alabama with all of the successful coaches that they have there but Kirby Wilson just was a special dude to him and uh so you know it just it, you heard what it 
meant and, and how he was you know disappointed but he respected the fact that he had to retire and wanted to retire and then uh, you hear him talk about Alex Leatherwood a, a quiet dude but a guy who just goes about and handles his business and that's what the Raiders want right they want him to go out there and handle his business at the right tackle position all these things all these questions will be answered as training camp opens up players report on the 27th now uh, up to my next interview that I was able to have and uh, this was a lot of fun man this was following the battle for Vegas the actual game the Raiders had just won uh, myself and the wife we went up to, uh, to the third floor or the third deck and we went up there and talked to Gorilla Rilla we talked to the Violator and we talked to Senor Raider and it was just really cool to be able to have an opportunity and have a few minutes uh, to talk with these guys so uh, without further ado here is that conversation myself the Violator Gorilla Rilla and Senor Raider man we can't get three of us all together we're out here at uh, Las Vegas ballpark we just saw the battle for Vegas the Raiders versus uh, the Golden Knights and team Marcus Allen came away with the victory and right now I'm hanging out with three uh, great members of Raider Nation. Got the Violator, got Gorilla Rilla and Senor Raider. How y'all fellas doing? We're honored to be here, man. Uh, this is a community uh, activity and we just want to plant the right seeds in the community to let them know we're bringing all good stuff to the city. No doubt about it. And Senor Raider, how, how, how did it feel to be out here? Oh man, it's great to be out here. You know, it's like, like I said, we had a good time out here, and, and uh, like I said, of course our team won, you know. <laughs> you know, but, but did you notice, though, Gorilla Rilla, did you notice how loud the Golden Knights crowd was? Yeah, but you know what? We're we going to be back on winning, and we come back again next year, and we're going to see a whole different story on that story. Well, yeah, and the, and the Golden Knights, they've been here for a few years now. They've been winning. They got to the Stanley Cup Finals. They didn't win, but they got there. I mean, so they're, they're you know, they got this community all jazzed up. But Violator, man, the Raiders, training camp right around the corner starts this upcoming week. You know, if they get out there and start winning, what are your thoughts? My thoughts are, let's get that Lombardi. Just put the work in. Look, use your talents and your God's gifts and let's go take what we want. And you saw the players out there on the field today. You saw Alec Ingold. He had to be the MVP. I don't know if officially was the MVP, but he hit a couple home runs, cleared the bases. I mean, they, there's some talent out there, but they got to put that talent now on the football field and get it done. So who are you really paying attention to? Who are you really looking forward to this year to see if they take that next step? All 53. <laughs> All right, Senor Raider, who are you looking at? I'm always looking at Alex Ingold, actually, actually because uh, he, he's a fullback, and I was a fullback, and we like hitting people. I think you can play fullback still. Nah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on a like D-line now. Okay, okay. Gorilla, who are you looking at for a training camp? You know, man, is that who, who I'm looking at, who I'm expecting? I expect big changes, big turnaround, two-year, three-year rookies now that are uh, been seasoned. This time go out there and we can make it happen, man. You know, not only me as a fan, but fans around, man. We're looking to win. You, you know, fans are uh, back in town, in the stadium. Energy's high level. Come on, man. Let's go. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. And like I said, we're here at Las Vegas Ballpark right now hanging out with Gorilla Rilla, Senor Raider, and the Violator, who's going into the Hall of Fame, by the way. We're going to have to talk about that in a, in a hot minute. Excited about that. But uh, just when you saw the fans start embracing you guys when you walked into the stadium here tonight, how how awesome of a feeling it was that? Man, it's like a first day of school, man. It's all love. You know what, man? The silver and black shine, man, even through the darkest times. We keep moving. We keep shining, man. And we, we just got to keep trusting each other, man, not only fans but players 
and coaches exactly. and teammates, man. And that's what we do, man. We don't fold over, man. We just we keep it moving. There you go. And, and Senor Raider, as you're walking in, people are asking you guys to take pictures of you. I, I had to fanboy out for a minute. It was like, I got to take I gotta take a picture with three of the best Raider fans ever. How, how did it feel just to be embraced by the fan base here? You know what? Like I said, it's, it's a blessing. Uh, like I said, you know, like I said, I tell everybody, hey, Oakland is great, but hey, you know what? We got a lot more possibilities out here in Vegas, and uh, man, I'm loving it. I'm Absolutely. loving it so far. So far, I'm loving it. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I've been out here a couple of weeks, and it's been a lot of fun already. I'm already embracing the area, and the Violator Hall of Fame is right around the corner. Coach Flores, Charles Woodson, and the Violator. How does that sound? It sounds like a Raiders trifecta. <laughs> How does that feel? Like a gift from God. The skies open up, everything lined up. We might not ever see something like this again. Nope. We, no, really. I mean, to have three members of the Silver and Black all going in at the same time, and we all know how long it took Coach Flores. And we know there's other Raiders that need to be in there. Cliff Branch, he needs to be up on the list. Jim Plunkett needs to be on the look. But you are in as a, the super fan, the representer. Knowing how much Raider Nation just rides hard, how does it feel to know that you're the guy going in? I'm just humbled to be an ambassador because I represent that shield. It's one nation, one shield, we're global, and it's about the family. So I feel like the whole fan base is going in with me. They are. Absolutely. We all are going in. I feel like I'm going into the Hall of Fame. And, and Gorilla Rilla, how does it feel? To, I mean, we, as soon as I said the Violator going into the Hall of Fame, you got perked up and excited and fired up. How does it feel to hear that, and, and knowing who you are as well? Man, it's like your family, man. He's like my brother, man. When you can't get in your family, you get excited for your family. So that's what it's about, man. We unite together, we stay together, and we thread together, man. We build each other up, and we, you know, that's what it's about, man. Spend the love. Right, no doubt about it. And I'm going to let you guys go and enjoy your evening. This has been a lot of fun. I'm glad you guys were able to be out here and soak this game up, and I'm glad I was able to run into you guys and talk to you. But before I let you go, what's one message you want to send to Raider Nation? Keep it alive. Keep it moving. Keep the faith. Big things ahead. Violetta, what do you want to say to Raider Nation? They already know. Get some. <laughs> <laughs> and Senor Raider, I can't let it go without you. What do you want to say to Raider Nation? The greatness of the Raiders, it's in its future. There it is. There it is. Ra how we do las vegas ballpark holding it down the raider nation is live and well here in las vegas this is raider nation radio 920 so a really fun conversation right there as you could tell uh with the violator gorilla rilla and senor raider and you heard uh, everyone in the background right there just turn up at the end start raiders something that allegiant stadium is going to get used to hearing loud and proud starting that monday night football game versus the baltimore ravens week one of the season it's going to be man it's going to be on and popping it's going to be so loud at that stadium and that little chant right there that you heard is going to go so it's going to ring loud they're going to hear that thing on the strip i mean it's going to be something that uh everyone's can't they ain't gonna be able to get that out their mind that's just how loud it's going to be but a fun little conversation i thought there with the violator gorilla rilla and senior raider so that's all i got for you for segment number two coming up in segment number three your calls and text straight off that locked on raider podcast voicemail line 707-654-4693 that is the number before I get to that, though, I do want to tell you about Bet Online 
Bet-On.ag. They're the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action. Baseball season. I don't know how much you've been watching. The Olympics kind of took my attention over the weekend, but baseball is going on in a major way as well. NBA's a done deal. NHL's a done deal. But UFC and MMA, that is going on all the time. And it's awesome to know that the UFC, the hub, is right around the corner. I could ride up the highway and run right into the UFC hub, man. It's just, it is an amazing thing. But before the next pitch, the next home run, submission, knockout, whatever it is, head on over to betonline.ag on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Get off the sidelines, get into the game. Again, head to the website on your mobile device or laptop, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Betonline.ag, you got to use the promo code Locked On. If you don't use the promo code Locked On, you won't get the 50% welcome bonus. And you got to get the 50% welcome bonus. So betonline.ag, promo code Locked On, because betonline.ag is your online sportsbook experts. Segment number three, it's on the way. Your Locked On Raiders, your daily podcast on the Las Vegas Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here we go, Raider Nation. Segment number three of today's Locked On Raiders podcast. Calls and text straight off that Locked On Raider podcast voicemail line, 707-654-4693. That is the number. We're going to start things off with Ryan in Missouri. And the reason we're going to start this off is because I had Ryan in Missouri's call on Friday. And for some reason, apparently, I guess he had two calls on there. Or maybe I, I don't know how I got him confused. But thanks to New York Old School Raider, he pointed out to me that the call from Ryan in Missouri that I played had nothing to do with what Ryan in Missouri, what I thought. I got the two calls confused. So my bad, Ryan. I apologize for that. And, and thank you to Old School Raider for pointing that out. But here's Ryan in Missouri's call about how important former running back coach Kirby Wilson was to the Raiders and how he's concerned about someone else. Will they be able to slide in there and fill that void? This was supposed to be the call played on Friday, but it's being played now. Here he is, Ryan in Missouri. This is Ryan in Missouri, and I guess I'm a new beauty, new beauty, as it pertains to calling in for family business. So let's get to business. John Gruden is a very detail-orientated guy, and the running game plays an integral role on our offensive success. If you are Mark Davis and John Gruden, you want the best running back coach on planet Earth. Why would a great guy like Kirby Wilson hamstrung our organization like this? Kirby knows it takes years of wisdom to do what he does. How can Gruden find someone to learn Gruden's complex offense and the intricate details and demands of the running back position in such a short time period? The longer it takes us to hire a running back's coach, the more we will know we were blindsided. It takes years to understand the evolving mind of Chucky. Let's put on our Lieutenant Colombo hat and get to work. Thanks for taking my call. All right, there he is, Ryan in Missouri. That time he really is talking about Kirby Wilson. And as I mentioned before, uh, I do uh, appreciate the call. And Kirby Wilson was a heck of a coach. And you heard from Josh Jacobs. I guess it's actually better that I played the call today because you heard from Josh Jacobs in segment number two about how much he loved Kirby Wilson as a coach. So, yeah, he's going to be very hard to replace. I thought that they were going to just hire someone within, just promote somebody. But from the sound from Josh Jacobs, he didn't really know, didn't sound like he knew who the new running back coach was going to be. So that is interesting. I think that's a little bit more... uh, 
of uh, something intriguing to pay attention to to see who ends up taking that role because clearly uh, Josh Jacobs didn't know who was going to be by what he had to say. So thank you so much for that call. I appreciate it. And sorry I got it wrong the first time. Next up is a text from New York Old School Raider. Who, again, I definitely appreciate him pointing out the fact that I had the wrong call on there. But he said, yo, Q. New York Old School Raider again. Thank you for one of the best weeks for Raider fans listening to Lockdown Raiders and you on Raider Nation Radio. You killed it. Q and Hondo Show. I never laughed so hard. You guys have to do that again. Interviews with Marcus Allen, Tim Brown, Van McElroy, Lincoln Kennedy, Mike Mayock, Darren Waller, Zay Jones. Awesome. But the best soundbite was the applause given by the kids at Waller's Camp and to hear their loud thank you at the end. That's what Raider Nation is all about. Q, just keep being you and keep representing. As always, just win, baby. Raiders. That's from New York Old School Raider, and I definitely appreciate the text, my man, and that was an awesome week. I mean, it really was, and it wasn't planned out that way. I mean, because the battle for Vegas was going on, that's why I had the access to Marcus Allen and Tim Brown. Darren Waller happened to have a, a camp session going on, a, a camp for kids going on, and Mayock was there, Zay Jones was there, and Lincoln Kennedy talked to him a couple times, but I will say this, even though I kind of stumbled into all those and nothing was really planned, the fact that they're all out there, and they were all out there and available, I wasn't the only one that could have had access to all those guys but I was the only one or one of the few that actually got access to all those guys because I went out there and I seek them you know what I mean like I looked for them because I knew they were available and I really tried to bring them in because that's what well we should be doing and if I'm going to have the opportunity to do that if I'm going to have the opportunity to be out here in Las Vegas I'm going to take advantage and try to be everywhere and bring as much coverage to the podcast and of course the radio station as well as possible so uh, I mean it's again sometimes you got to be lucky but uh, I have an old uh, friend back in uh, Central Texas that says sometimes it's better to be lucky than good <laughs> you know and so a couple times I was lucky last week and it shook out really well I feel good about starting the show off Unnecessary Roughness my very first show on Raider Nation Radio my own show and having Mike Haynes a Hall of Famer having him on and then also knowing that I'm going to be going to the Hall of Fame and I've got that confirmed now and uh, knowing that I'm going to do an extra show on Saturday uh, the weekend of the Hall of Fame I'm going to do a show from uh, 12 to 2 on Raider Nation Radio the Hall of Fame edition so I mean there's so many things that I have going on but again if you have these opportunities if they're all there in front of you and all you got to do is go out there and get them, why not go get them? I mean, if I don't get them, someone else is, so I might as well go do it, right? Absolutely. So anyway, th thank you for that text, man. I definitely appreciate you. Uh, next up, got a call from Cisco in the 661. He's calling about the show, the way it had been since I've been in Vegas, and then also a question about Devontae Adams and the Packers. Here he is, Cisco in the 661. What's up, Q? It's uh, Cisco in the 661. Just wanted to give a, a quick call. And uh, a quick little shout-out to you, man. Ever since you went out to Vegas, man, the podcast has just been like on steroids, man. There's so much, you know, your your show was great before, don't get me wrong, but just the amount of content that we're now have, a, you know, accessible now that you're in Vegas, it's, it's awesome, and I'm excited for the future of this of this podcast, and I, and I just want to give you a, a quick thanks and just keep grinding it out, man, and that we really appreciate it. And um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on this, uh, you know, the draft is going to be in Vegas and having our uh, number one pick with the draft being at home would be huge. It'd be awesome for the fan base to see who we get. Um, but, you know, with all this Devontae Adams talk and I heard that his long-term contract talks are not going very well at Green Bay, how would you feel if we traded our first, uh, maybe some other picks uh, for Devontae Adams and we were able to secure him? I, I know that would hurt the draft. And, you know, historically, our draft hasn't been all that great. And uh, it, it would be kind of a blow for that draft in Vegas. But I, for one, would be pumped for it. I just wanted to get your thoughts. I know 
you said when Chicago didn't have their first round pick, it kind of took some of the some of the fun out of the draft in Chicago. But um, hey, if that means we get Devontae Adams, I think that's a steal. Just want to get your thoughts on it, and um, thanks again for the great content. Just win, baby. There he is, Cisco in the 661. And, yeah, man, I'm excited about the future of the show here on the podcast. I mean, I feel like that we've done really good, and we've uh, had a really good shows, and there's been a lot of content the last four seasons, me being in Texas. Well, the last, well, three seasons. This is going into my fourth season, you know, since uh, since I've been taking over the podcast. But now, as I explained in the last text from New York Old School Raider, man, I got the opportunity to just take you really behind the scenes and anything that I can be a part of, you're a part of. And that's how I've always been, and that's how it's always going to be and so I just think that if this show is at I'll never say it's at 100 but if it's at a 75 it's going to be at an 85 or a 90 really quick you know what I mean and, and me being able to be at training camp and and just being right there instead of having to take someone else's word for it or read it or you know whatever try to interpret what someone had to say I could tell you well as I was sitting at the press conference I saw someone's body language or I saw the look on their face I mean it's just it's just different Doing it from a distance and being up close to personal is just a difference. So I'm excited about the future. Uh, as far as Adams goes, yeah, I mean, I think the Raiders, I think everyone in Raider Nation would be okay uh, giving up that first-round pick to get him, especially if you can get him right now. And all of a sudden, the, the offense would be that much more dynamic. But I really honestly don't believe the Packers are going to be willing to let him go, especially with them trying to bring Aaron Rodgers back into the mix, getting him back on the same page. They're not going to lose uh, his number one, number two, and number three target, Devontae Adams. They're not going to move off of him. I just don't see it happening over the weekend. I don't know if you saw it, but apparently on Instagram and Twitter, Devontae Adams put up a picture of Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen fist bumping, and then Aaron Rodgers did the same thing. So they both had the same picture, and that was from the last dance. So what that told me, as everyone said, that they put out a riddle out there, what that told me is that this year is going to be the last dance for uh, Rodgers and Devontae Adams in Green Bay. So if Devontae Adams is going to become a Raider, I think it will be more likely in 2020 than it would be in 2021. So thank you so much for that call. I appreciate you. And my final call of the show comes from Flavius in Indiana. He always gives a quick call. He's calling to talk about Friday's episode with Darren Waller, Mike Mayock, Zay Jones, and what it could potentially mean for those kids that were out there at Waller's camp. Here he is. Quick call from Flavius in Indiana. Hey, Q. This is your boy Flavius calling from Indiana. Hey, I just got done listening to your to the podcast with the Darren Waller minicamp going on. Uh... A thought on that is my my son actually got to do one, but he had Andrew Luck throwing a pass to him. And I said, I mean, it, it was a memorable experience when you get someone who's well-known out there throwing with them. My, my son won't ever forget it. I mean, it's keeping him motivated for football. So, hey, he, he might be in the league one day. I mean, it's just the Raiders reaching out, trying to get the kids that are less fortunate. I mean, that that just speaks a lot of words to a lot of people. Okay, out. There he goes, Flavius in Indiana. Appreciate the call, my man. And, yeah, that was the thing. That was what was so exciting about being at the camp. And, uh, man, it was, it's just a memorable moment for the kids. You know, I mean, I went there with the intention of, you know, talking to Darren Waller. And I didn't know Mike Mayock and Zay Jones were going to be there. But I went there with the intention to talk to Darren Waller and talk about training camp coming up and football season coming up and what the Raiders can do. And, you know, just kind of get that moment to talk to them all about football. But when I got there, it was one of those, man, this is a community thing. Thing. These kids are so fired up to be here and just seeing the, the joy on their face and then seeing how much fun Darren was having participating. And Zay Jones, he was having so much fun participating. Mike Mayock was like a kid in a candy store. They were all just out there having a good old time. 
that made me shift my intentions and, and my thoughts completely to, hey, man, let's just focus on the kids. Let's just focus on the community, what they're doing in the Las Vegas area and how important it is. That's when I completely did a, a, a 360, man, and just totally just uh, changed everything that I had going on. So, uh, yeah, man, that, that, was, uh, that was a lot of fun, and that's going to be in some kid's memory. And there will be a kid that was at that camp that's either going to you know go and play college ball or might even make it to the league. And they'll remember that, and they'll they'll have a picture of them and Darren Waller. They'll have that autograph from Darren Waller because he signed everybody's autograph that wanted one. They'll have that and say, "Man, I remember this camp back in 2021. I was six, you know, or I was in fifth grade, or whatever, you know what I mean." And and this was this is how much fun I had there, and that's that's going to be something that that they'll never ever forget. So you're absolutely right about that, Flavius. Thank you so much for that call. Appreciate you. Uh, still got more calls and texts. I don't have enough time to get them, but Vader Raider in the 303, I got his call coming up on tomorrow's show. Uh, got some more feedback coming up on tomorrow's show, and then anything else I receive uh, later on today, 707-654-4693. So uh, Raider Nation, uh, here we go. Uh, we're right here. Training camp players report on the 27th. Uh, John Gruden's going to talk on, on Tuesday. And uh, then, man, it's full steam ahead, full throttles, like was what I like to say. So uh, buckle up, Raider Nation, because we are here. We are here as far as the fan base goes, right on the cusp of the new upcoming NFL season. So until tomorrow, Raider Nation, uh, stay well. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Of course, that's most important. And then, of always, as always, just win, baby.